Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. This is your host, Jonathan Gellner. This episode is powered by Stick and Ball. If you'd like a free month, go to Stick and Ball TV and enter code AOTC2021 for a free 30-day trial. I promise it will be worth your time. I decided in the new year that I'm going to do some shorter podcasts on some different topics that I'm passionate about. They'll be periodic throughout the month and in addition to the weekly podcast, not in place of. And today's topic is about creating a system for information retention. How many of you are in information overload this time of year? Yeah, me too. Let me paint a picture for you. There are a ton of great coaching clinics out there right now. We go, or in this year, we watch, we get inspired, we write a ton of stuff down, and then we forget it in a notebook never to be heard from again. Well, what if there's a better way? I get asked all the time about how to retain information with now having over 220 episodes with coaches. One, I'm thankful and blessed to be able to do so. And two, I don't. I can't, and neither can you. One thing that I've learned over the years is that listening and watching is just hearing and seeing. It's not learning. And so how do we create a system for filtering it? Well, I'm going to share mine with you today. It works for me, and I'm constantly refining it and critiquing it. And so should you. So find a process that works best for you. For all those listening, number one, we need to schedule time for learning. If we're making it a priority, then we need to make time for it. Don't use the excuse, I don't have time. You make time for what's important to you. So I know for a fact that I started to transform myself when I started to schedule learning opportunities. And I think that it would benefit you a ton to be able to do so. But I may be preaching to the choir here with those of you who are listening to this podcast because I know most of you are learners out there. Step two, figure out who you are as a coach. It's an ongoing process for all of us, but over time you start to figure out who you are. My advice is to have a ton of inputs from a ton of different sources, and the more you start coaching, the more we need to limit them. This may seem counterintuitive, but hear me out. When you're new, you haven't necessarily developed your philosophy or coaching voice yet. I'm still 10 years in, and I'm still trying to figure that out in some of the different aspects of my job. So when you're new, watch as much as you can, take as many notes as you can, and develop as many relationships as you can. Be a generalist in every sense of the word. You don't know whether you'll be coaching JV, in pro ball, in college, pitchers, infielders, hitters, outfielders, catchers, softball, football, who knows? So have a ton of different inputs and start to figure out who you are as a coach and how that translates to every part of the game. If you've been coaching for a while, you're going to get to a certain point in your career where you know who you are as a coach. And a lot of the information that you read or listen to or watch starts to sound familiar. This is when we need to start limiting our inputs. Again, hear me out. We have hopefully developed to a point to where we've developed our identity as coaches and we know ourselves. We have to have a pretty good idea of what works and what doesn't. If we don't, then that's when we buy into every new fad that comes out and we can never gain a depth of knowledge that we need to be a master coach and to be the best version of ourselves. So again, at this point, start to limit your inputs. At varying stages, our attention will start to wane and we just won't be able to learn. Again, we'll be hearing, seeing, watching, but we won't be able to put it into long-term memory for retention. 
I would call this phase the checkbox phase. One of the common things you'll hear is, I read 54 books that last year. So, what did you learn from them? Crickets. Checkbox. Been there, done that. And research states that we remember 30 to 40% of what we hear and see, which I would argue is probably less than that, and that only happens if you are truly listening. So how do we limit inputs, take information, and apply it? That's the goal of today's process. So again, I mentioned this is one that works for me. It may not necessarily work for you, and you may have something better that works for you, but this is what I found out over the years to be able to take in quite a bit of information and apply as much as I can. Back to step one, scheduling. For me, I schedule what I want to listen to. I've narrowed it down to a few different podcasts that I get the most out of, and that usually includes only one to two specific baseball podcasts a week. For me, less is more, and it should be the same for a lot of you. A few of my favorites include Michael Gervais, Brene Brown, The Daily Dad, Greg Rochelle, The Art of Coaching, and Brian Kite. After we decide what we want to listen to for the week, then we make time for it. For me, I do this in the morning during workouts and on my commute. I also have some time during other parts of the day, but I know that those two are always going to be there. Step two. This one was huge for me. One word? Screenshots. Well, maybe one word and a hyphen, I'm not sure. Why was this a big deal? Well, I would listen to information throughout the day and I would either pause and it would take me longer to listen to a podcast or I would completely get through the entire information and wonder where I would find certain things. So whenever I heard something good, I would take a screenshot of the time period and then I will go back and retrieve that information later. That way I don't spend time fast forwarding, rewinding, trying to find out information. And it also gives me an opportunity to go back again a second time later and listen to the same information. And I do books the same way. I'll take screenshots, I'll finish the book, which sometimes takes a week, sometimes takes six months, but I'll keep all of the screenshots on my phone and then go back and revisit the information at a later date. Step three, after figuring out what all I screenshotted, I write it down. And for me, I use Evernote which is an online platform that I've used for about five or six years to be able to create different categories, notebooks, shortcuts. And the biggest thing for me is to be able to search for information that I've previously written down. I know that research is pro writing, but I need to be able to find it when I need it. I don't want it to be stuck on a shelf somewhere. So my process for using Evernote is creating a title of whatever that I listen to. So for instance, one of the episodes on the art of coaching was how to give effective feedback. So I'll create the title, how to give effective feedback, dash, the art of coaching, write in all of the information with categories, subcategories, and bullet points, and then you'll have it as an electronic file for wherever you need it. You can also create different notebooks to where you can have all of the different information into different notebooks. So say for instance, I've got another one called 2020 learning and everything that I learned in 2020 is in there, which includes about 140 notes. And again, this comes from articles, this comes from podcasts, this comes from books, and all of this allows me to have the ability to search for the information that I want. This is not a paid advertisement of Evernote. You can use whatever you want, but it does allow me to go on and and find something if I needed it. Say, for instance, I wanted to find something that Nick Saban said. I'll go in, S-A-B-A-N, search, and there's five different notes of stuff that I've taken that highlights something that Nick Saban said that's in my Evernote files. 
So that includes his book, something Tim Corbin said, a copy of quotes that I've taken over time, random podcast notes, and the video series that he and Belichick did. So once we have created an online platform or whatever system that you are using to write down information, now we get, need to get into the retention piece. So again, let me paint a picture for you. We go to clinics, we listen, we see, we love, we like it, we write it down, but how are we going to use it? That's where I think that I've differed in the last couple of years. I've started to take in really good information, but I also want to put how I'm going to use it. There's going to be different people from different programs and different walks of life and different parts of their life that are going to give you information that you like, but it's not copy-paste in coaching. We can take what we want, but we don't have the same people and processes that the program that we're taking it from has, so we're going to have to make it our own. Do I have someone specific in mind that I want to use this for? And when is the timeline for use? Is it something that I want to implement tomorrow, immediately, within the next few weeks, within six months, whenever I get that job, which would be long-term? These are all the things that we need to know with the different information that we have and all useful, especially whenever we're trying to retain information. And then the final step for me is to either use it or lose it, or you can BS test it with your friends, which I think having an inner circle of coaches who know you well enough to tell you the truth is essential to being your best self. One other step that I will add is over the past month, I'll go back in, sort the notes that I've had from the last month, and revisit and make one learning notes. For instance, I mentioned that I had a 2020 learning file but I also have a file for December learning. And so I take all of the notes that I've put in from the last month and I boil it down to, okay, what do I actually want? And truly simplify exactly what I wanna use and what I don't. Boil it down to three to five things at most and see if you can implement those immediately. I hope this helps and I don't wanna sit here and act like some guru or someone telling you how to learn how to coach. But at the same time, I'm going through that process, and these are just some things that have helped me. Have a great week, and best of luck this season. Thank you for listening to Ahead of the Curve. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, which could include Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it on social media to help get the word out. Once again, thank you for joining us.